This is Building the Independent Economy podcast, the only series made for founders and teams building the companies that enable and empower independent workers. In each episode, I'll interview subject matter experts, founders, and leaders on the front lines building epic businesses. They'll share insights and actionable advice that your team can use to grow your company and win in the independent economy. I'm your host, Trent Bigelow, CEO and co-founder of Abound. Here's today's episode. Today, we have Kathy Kristoff, an award-winning financial writer. After 18 years at the Los Angeles Times, she is now the founder and editor of SideHustle.com, a website that provides information on hundreds of ways to make money in the gig economy. She also writes for CBS News, Kiplinger's Personal Finance Magazine, and Inc., Kathy, thank you so much for joining us today on Building the Independent Economy. Well, thank you for asking me. It's it's really fun. Wonderful. So before we learn more about, you know, why you started your current company, Side Hustle, what is a side hustle? What is a gig? <laughs> it's really any way to make money in a flexible part-time way. And so our platform uh, researches, reviews, and rates literally hundreds of online platforms that can help you make money. Whoops. And um, that ranges from those that allow you to work part-time and flexibly to those that allow you to rent out your house, your car, your storage space, your sporting equipment. (laughs) um, The rental opportunities are actually really pretty fun. Uh, I think everybody knows about things like Airbnb but they probably don't know about platforms like Gigster and Splacer and Peerspace, which will rent out your house by the hour to photographers and movie producers. And these side hustles will pay you five, 10 times more than what you would earn with an Airbnb rental. Wow. So it's not just driving and delivering food. Uh, <laughs> no, not at all. A lot more. Wow. <laughs> not um, at all. <laughs> I mean, if you were a personal finance writer and you're at the LA Times, what led you to pursue Side Hustle? Like, what was the origin or genesis story for you becoming a founder yourself? Well, I was constantly getting pitched by these companies that said they offered these flexible part-time job opportunities. And so I wanted to know more. And I started digging into it. As you've mentioned, I'm an investigative reporter have been for a really long time. And so details matter. And so I started digging into how this industry works and how much people make and all that other stuff. And I realized that even though a lot of these platforms were offering people work, their jobs were not governed by employment law, like, you know, normal, you know, employment. These jobs, these platforms are governed largely by contract law. And unfortunately, some of the contracts are really one-sided. And so when I realized that some of these companies were misleading freelancers about the nature of the relationship and the contracts they were getting into, I decided to do something about it. And what I did is create an independent review site so that people could actually get that information before they got taken. One of the things that I found particularly disturbing is that like a credit card, like if you have a a credit card that gives you points or, you know, pays you back, if that credit card company, for whatever reason, cancels your card, they can take away your points, right? 
That's how a lot of these online platforms work too. But you've earned this money through work. And so the idea that they can abscond with your wages was really horrifying to me. So I thought people needed to know that. Wow. And is this what led you to create the, I don't want to use air quotes here, but the hustle score? Like what is the hustle score? How does that rating system work? Well, what I wanted to do, I recognized that as a freelancer myself, I recognized that freelancers have very little time because every moment that you spend is money that should be in your pocket or you would like to have in your pocket. So researching all of these different opportunities would be difficult for your typical freelancer. So what I wanted to do is create a standardized format that would make it as easy as possible to figure out how good or bad this particular opportunity was. And so we have, you know, six different things we tell people about. We tell what the opportunity is, roughly how much it'll pay per hour or per gig and where it's available, what the requirements are. And the hustle score is our way of just saying whether it's good or bad. So it's a scale of one to five, you know, five being fantastic, one being stay away. Um, (laughs) And, you know, most things being somewhere in the middle there. And then, you know, with that, you can say, okay, if this is a one or two, I don't even have to read further. I can just skip this. If it's higher than that, then you can go through all the other parts of the review that will tell you whether it fits you. So yeah, it really was just our way of telegraphing as fast as we could to freelancers, good, bad, or indifferent. Do you have any advice for those platforms or those different services that let those you know workers earn that extra income? Do you have any advice for them of how they could achieve a better score? How do they get that five star from, from the hustle score? <laughs> play fair. That's that's all we expect. We expect you to play fair. You know, pay people a reasonable wage. Don't throw all of the risk of whatever the side hustle is on the freelancer. We have, for instance, a platform that allows you to rent out your car to Uber and Lyft drivers. And they told everybody that they have insurance and, you know, don't have to worry about your car. Well, it's, well, when we dug in, we found out that their insurance policy was so riddled with holes that people could lose access to this vehicle completely and never get reimbursed. And so that's the sort of thing that our hustle score will, you know, like, okay, bad, bad, you know, like red flags, stay away. If you're, you know, thinking about renting out your car, go someplace else or have your own insurance, at least. That's the sort of thing. I think it's kind of inexcusable. You should be able to tell people really what you do and how you do it and play fair. And if you do that, you'll score well with us. I've been kind of delighted to find that as our site has grown, there are more badly rated companies that come to us and actually say, what does it take to get a better rating? And I'll tell them, okay, these are the things that, you know, knocked you out of the box. And in some cases, they've improved. And that's wonderful. That's ultimately what I hope to happen is that as information about these different platforms becomes more widely available, people will vote with their feet. And realistically, Uber and Lyft don't have a business unless people agree to drive for them. And so if people know, hey, these platforms don't treat you fairly, but you can go over here to say Alto, and they will treat you better, 
they're going to go. And I think that is what we're trying to achieve. We would like to, you know, ambitious goals. I would actually like to make the world a fairer place for freelancers. And my vehicle for doing this is just clear, accurate information. And that allows people to make their own decisions. And I hope it encourages online platforms to improve when they're not playing fair. Wow. I'm recapping <laughs> that. You said make make the world a fairer place for freelancers. I love that. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. So, you know, talk about, I guess, tough times here. What was, before we maybe go into your perspective or your research or what you're seeing, your observations on, you know, what was independent work or gig work or side hustles like during the pandemic? Maybe you could talk a little bit about like, what did you think were the kind of the long-term trends over the last, say, you know, couple years or five years before the pandemic? And then maybe you can walk us through what you think is what changed during the pandemic. Well, I mean, the long-term trend is that freelancing is becoming easier. It's becoming more widespread. This gig economy is growing at a just exponential rate. And so that's causing all sorts of movement in the market. And some of it's good, some of it's bad. There have been some attempts at regulation of gig economy companies, including in California, we have a law called AB5. And that's been something of a disaster because what it did was it attempted to legislate who is a freelancer and who is an employee And their definition accidentally swept up a lot of people who legitimately want to freelance and turn them into employees. And what that did in the end was cause a whole bunch of companies to leave the state of California. And so California freelancers simply have fewer options. And unfortunately, some of the companies that left the state offered very good job opportunities. And so that is what I hope we don't see more of. On the other hand, if we had regulation that required disclosure, like we do with every other contract relationship, I mean, if you get a mortgage, if you get a credit card, almost any contractual relationship, there are disclosure requirements, right? And they don't exist for the gig economy and they really should. And that's the sort of thing that I would hope to see happen. Now, will it happen? I don't know. If I knew the future, I'd make a fortune investing in stocks, right? Um, <laughs> but <laughs> you'd, be, you'd be a venture capitalist. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. But yeah, uh, actually, no, no joke. I'm sure that the companies, like, I bet you have early signals. Not that I'm trying to encourage you to, to pivot into being a VC, but you are one of the people that I think has early signals into what you know, both the startups and the big platforms are doing right and doing wrong. I'm actually pretty sure that maybe VC should actually reach out to you for your insights, <laughs> or at least or at least read and check out Side Hustle. Um, well, I think everybody should check out Side Hustle. But aside from that, I'm not sure. I mean, the reality is is sometimes you look at a platform and you say, "Oh, they're playing fair. That's awesome," but they're not well funded, or they're you know you see a lot of platforms going in and going out almost immediately. And it's it's kind of a shame because some of them are attractive in what they offer, but they, like any small business, 
You have to know whether you have staying power. You have to know whether you have technology that can support your app because almost all these are based on smartphone, you know, apps. And it's surprising how many of those apps are buggy. And and that ultimately is what takes out the platform. It's like, oh, well, well, you know, get your tech right, you know? Yeah, short of that five-star experience. So you you walked us through some of the long-term trends that you saw happening kind of in the background, you know, like if mm-hmm. life is normal. What are some of the things that you think are different about life, you know, pre-pandemic versus mid-pandemic? Again, before maybe we talk about what you're seeing now, but like for the last year or so, what was different for side hustlers? Well, you know what? Uh, side hustles actually saved a lot of people because obviously a huge number of people got laid off or furloughed and it took a while for unemployment benefits to kick in. And so the ability to go online and within hours sometimes be able to have a job doing something, it may not have paid you a lot, but you were able to deliver for Grubhub or Instacart or any one of these, you know, number of companies, it allowed you to, you know, put food on the table. And that was giant, absolutely giant. It also, I think, created a huge market for certain types of online services, including tutoring. And so right now you see tutoring platforms going nuts and they have been since the beginning of the pandemic and they're likely to stay that way because so many kids just got so far behind with online learning. So I think you're seeing that and I think you're seeing an acceptance in not just the gig economy, but the overall economy of remote work. We found out that people actually can and will work remotely and who you can trust to work remotely. And so I think it's disconnected the job from the location. And that could be life-altering for a lot of people. I've worked from home for 30 years. And I'll tell you, I couldn't have raised my kids if I didn't have that flexibility. It was wonderful for me. And I think that after doing it for a year, I mean, it takes a transition period. There's some people that are naturally well attuned to it. Other people really need to, you know, like all those distractions of, you know, the kids being in the house and the dog and the, you know, like all these things can really throw you off on getting your work done. But once you've kind of transitioned and you figure out how to, secure your workspace so that it's really a workspace. I think people have recognized how much extra time you have in the day when you're able to work remotely. And that's a wonderful thing for really everybody. For me, it was a big thing as parents, but it's really better for your overall health. Now you have more time to exercise. You have more time to play with the dog. You have more time for your hobbies. It's great. So I think that's something that is ongoing with the pandemic and is really a marvelous trend. Something good, at least one thing that came out of this like new (laughs) normal for us all, right? So with that in mind, if you could look into your crystal ball or check your gut, you know, impression here or all of your experience and intuition, what does the future hold for gig work and side hustles, you know, over the next couple of years? You talked about remote, you talked about how not just independent workers are going to go into that, it's going to be many, many more people. What does that hold for the new independent economy? Well, I think the independent economy, the gig economy is maturing. 
And that is a good thing. It's ultimately going to, they're going to be winners and losers among these platforms. And they're also, because they're becoming so well accepted, some of them have truly improved how they address work. Companies like Fiverr and TaskRabbit, that when they launched, were pretty miserable places to work, have become really good online platforms for people to find you know, flexible jobs and dictate what they're willing to do and, and you know, just have this online platform help them market and collect, which is great. And again, I think because remote work has become so pervasive, one of the newspapers, or maybe it was NPR, dubbed it the great resignation. And it's ultimately people who are being called back into offices are saying, nope, not going to go. And so they're looking for other opportunities and they're finding them. And they're finding them with companies that are more flexible and they're finding them with gig companies that allow you to work for yourself. And I think all of that is, again, a good thing because I think we tend as Americans to be hardworking, you know, dedicated people. And you, you have this notion that your worth is sometimes kind of dictated by what you do and how much you earn and all this stuff. And the pandemic was this great reset or, you know, painful reset that made people really think about what was important to them. And even though it obviously has been painful, it also, I think, is causing again, a rethinking of how you spend your time. And I think that could be really good. Again, I really think spending more time with the people you love, that's a really good thing. Recognizing because of this pandemic, how much you love them. Yeah. Again, really good thing. You know, Absolutely. So if you could, for our listeners, where can they find out more about you and your writings, your research, your investigations, and of course, Side Hustle? Well, the best place is sidehustle.com and it's S-I-D-E-H-U-S-L.com. I actually now write full-time only for Side Hustle. Our columns are syndicated and so they go into a handful of newspapers. We're trying to grow the syndication, but at the moment we're at in the LA Times and the San Diego Union Tribune and a handful of other places. And so you can read us there, but you can also, if you go to our website and sign up for our email or or you can just email me at Kathy Christoff at sidehustle.com. But this is, you know, kind of the hub. And what you can do on our site is you can search for jobs under we've divided everything up. We tried to make it really organized for people. And so we have work, rent, and sell. And so you do your drop-down menu or you just click on the thing and up will come under work. 44 different work categories and you can, you know, click on anything that interests you and you can search if there's a particular side hustle that you want to know more about. You can see if we rated it by searching. You can look at our blog for ideas and we have right now a quiz on our site, but I'm going to tell you it's not very robust. We're redoing it as we speak. I'm hoping that we'll have it done in a few months and that I hope to be like kind of a killer app for people 
where you can just go and say, hey, what do I like? Do I want to work rent or sell? If I want to work, do I want a job that's physical? Do I want a job that's intellectual? Do I want a job that's creative? Do I want a job that's easy? And each of those things will lead you down a different path to side hustles that will suit you. Like I said, there's really a lot on our site. And so I recognize that even as hard as you try and organize it all, it gets to be a lot to go through. And so that's our idea with the quiz is just to narrow your search down to the things that you really like and that you qualify for. The side hustles that have a lot of requirements, we filter you out like saying, okay, do you have a truck or a van that you can use? If yes, then you go here. If no, then you go there. You know? So anyway, but it's a massive undertaking to try and do this quiz. So I'm hoping by say August or September, we'll have that online and live and that should be really helpful. Our guest today, Kathy Kristoff, longtime investigative reporter and financial writer, and now founder and editor of Side Hustle. Thank you so much for joining us today. Well, thank you. It's been really fun. Thanks for listening to Building the Independent Economy podcast, brought to you by Abound. For access to the latest episodes, links, and more about today's guest, visit our website at withabound.com slash podcast. If you're building tax or benefits features for independent workers, check out Abound, the easiest way to automate contributions for taxes, healthcare, retirement, insurance, and more. Have an amazing day and stay independent.